It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hello listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. As ever, I'm your host Budge, joined by my faithful two co-conspirators Dot and Dej. Boys, how we doing man? I'm good Budge man, it's always good to have a young rising star on the platform man. 100%, live and direct in the studio as well man. Yeah man. How are you Dej, how you doing bro? I'm good, first professional footballer on the platform, you know this is someone that we've been tracking, watching so it's going to be good to conversate and, you know, find out much more about him because he's burst onto the scene. Not much has been said. So like we're going to get to know him today. So I'm looking 100%. forward to it. You know what, Dej, you took the words right out of my mouth because we saw this young player burst on the scene this season, right? And I remember the first game I saw, I saw him chase someone down and I said, who is this guy? And it's funny because I was reading an interview that his manager, um, um, was was having and he was like, oh yeah, he's a, he's he's a player that likes to hunt. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, raw, okay, there's some accolades there, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, watch out for this guy. He's gonna he's he's gonna be one that's gonna have a, a a very telling contribution in the first team, and I think we're we're gonna see that in in seasons to come. But of course, we 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 need to introduce him. We yeah. need to make sure we get into this one nice and early. So, you know, like Dead said, we've seen him burst on a scene. We've seen him <laughs> blistering pace, uh, dropping shoulders, uh, beating players left, right, and center, and and also scoring in the Premier League as well, man. We're going to talk to him about that as well. But, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we welcome Nathan Teller of Southampton to the Beautiful Game Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. I'm happy to be here, man. 
Thank yeah, you, man. We appreciate it. Look, we obviously know that, you know, you're you're a busy guy. Even in the off-season, you've got loads of different things that you're doing, seeing family, friends, and so on and so forth. So taking out the time to come and chat to us, bro, we appreciate it, man. No, thank no you. I'm, thank you that, I'm thankful that you even reached out to me. I, was, no, I didn't really have anything else. It's a pleasure, man. We reached out to you and you were very, very accommodating, man. And big up to you for coming on, bro. 100% Alright let's get this started then uh, Deji wants to kick off Yeah so like What have you been up to <laughs> Seasons ended So like How have you been What have you been doing to, to recuperate After a long hard season You know Players were playing Every three days So what have you been up to Nah since, I, since I've been off I've just like Just spent time With my family and friends Like the season like, It's been a weird season Obviously because it's been Like locked down and everything But I've just had time To go home Like this is the longest I've been home since Last year, so I got to see my family and friends, mm. go out with them, just do some stuff, just just like catch up. But now it's been good, and lately I've been doing like like all my um, fitness stuff, just trying to get back mm. fit, trying to get ready for the season, so that I can just hit the ground running and pick up where I left off. Do you know a question I wanted to ask you, Nathan? Yeah, is that obviously now it's off season and whatnot, and naturally when you go back uh, next season, obviously you have preseason, so on and so forth. Yeah. One question, like one thing I've always wanted to know is like, do you have a limit that you're allowed to to go back to, like in terms of your weight? Like, because, <laughs> because let's be honest, yeah, you're, you, you've been away from your family for for the whole season, yeah. yeah? We know how African parents are in particular. Like, like, your mom, she's like, like, my son, like he's come back nah, home, nah. she wants to cook for you every day. She wants to, so if you're not careful- That pound of yam will be ready on the day you return. So if you're not careful, you can really put on some pounds. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it, it, like, do you have to operate within a certain limit? Like, do you, uh, uh, even in the off season, are you ha- do you have to like train a certain amount and whatnot mm. and that kind of thing? You know, it is like, they give us like a, a plan to like, Obviously for like gym, mm. like running, football stuff, and obviously nutrition plan. And I think like the first few weeks is like low carbs. So mm. I obviously I send it to my mum, and as much as she wants to, <laughs> like she wants to cook with me, she, like she's down, like you gotta follow this, like don't, don't overkill me. But nah, it's, she's been good. My my mum, my dad have all been good helping me, like getting me the stuff I need to to eat and cooking myself. So mm. it's been good. Like, I feel like I'm gonna go back in a good shape anyway. Like I feel feel fit now. Mm. I feel like I'm in good good shape anyway so yeah it's good so take us back to the very beginning um i know you started off at arsenal yeah. correct me if i'm wrong um i've spoken to a few people in the game and they've said this boy one thing that he's always had is the mentality to be as good as he can be so take me back to the beginning how did you start off um so i'm from stevenage so mm. like, i've just literally like grown up there like most practically all my life and I never really was interested in football. Like mm. it was something I would just watch, and obviously in school everyone would just play it, so it was like something I could just do. And then one of my friends, like my good friends, I'm still friends with him now. He um he was at um a, lo- a local team, uh, Bedwell Rangers, mm. and he was just there, like he was just playing, like having fun. And obviously at that age, you just you just mm. want to have yeah. fun in it. Mm. So I was just there. He said I should just come down to one session, and I just went, and obviously I enjoyed it. And it was a thing that my parents would just take me there like just mm-hmm. to, for me to release energy because like <laughs> <laughs> running around the house yeah. <laughs> and then obviously I just just was there like at that age like I said earlier I was just playing for fun like it was literally just all fun like I'm playing with my friends playing football starting to get good at it so but obviously I don't see it as that I just mm. it's fun and then just kept playing kept playing and then scouts started to approach my dad like just so I had trials at Luton when I was younger Watford Chelsea and Tottenham mm. and then 
Arsenal came last um, and the scout who scouted me I'm still like quite close with him now like, that's dope man there because he lives like what five minutes from my house so we've just been there like talking and like, up to now anyway but then he approached my dad and was like oh like we like the look of your of your boy um, want to get him down to Arsenal and obviously I went there trialled and again it was just a trial like I just again I just saw it as having fun I supported mm. Arsenal but it's just for fun and then it got to the time when they were going to offer me a contract at like eight years old and it was them them or Watford and initially I was going to choose Watford because like, I just I just it was close to home and I had fun there and Arsenal okay. I didn't really realise like how big Arsenal was at that age mm. but then my dad just sat me down like, <laughs> <laughs> them <laughs> African dads <laughs> Arsenal yeah, Canu like, and that like, yeah. Arsenal, <laughs> like, Arsenal like this is like, look how big they are look mm. at the players like mm. you've got Thierry Henry who I like, looked up to Theo Walker who I looked up to he was like why can't you go and be one of them at the club you support and that sort of just like swayed it for me and I was mm. like, going to sign for Arsenal and then signed up on nines was there up until under 18s mm. and obviously I wasn't offered a contract which was disappointing but then at the same time I wasn't like I wasn't like, I wasn't my fittest as well because I just had an injury so I came back from my injury um. and then it was sort of like I was fighting fighting to just get back into the team and it was a, it was kind of a losing battle because mm. obviously players had that whole pre-season ahead of me and they were already fit and then had that um, disappointment when they said obviously we're not going to offer you a contract then went on trial to I went on trial to Reading like first of all did a two week trial and I was it was a weird one because like I didn't really so know Nathan like if, if I'm just going to stop you like if we can go back to the Arsenal time because I think it's important for youngsters to hear yeah. this because everyone sees you right now playing in the Premier League match yeah. of the day think, yeah he's made it mm. but to get to this stage you've had to go through things you know yeah. that rejection and it's something Ebs, Eberiche, as they spoke about on the platform as well, yeah. you know, being released, having your confidence knocked. Mm. So how was that moment when you were released? Were you down in the dumps? Were your friends rallying around you? How did you find mm. that sort of temerity to get back to the to the top level? Because like, we sort of, like we all sort of knew that like, it was decision time. Like they always tell you around like January, February time, um, like if we're going to offer you a contract or not. Mm. And I can't remember if I was one of the last ones in the team but I went into the meeting and I was like 50-50. I was like, oh, like maybe because I've been here for a while, they'll just use that as, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe give him a chance. Mm. But then at the same time, I was like, I've not really done anything this season. I've hardly played. I'm not really showing myself. And then obviously once they said that I wasn't being offered, it was just hard. Like I, like I cried because like, that's where I was from like nine till 17, mm. 18. So that's like all I knew. And it was just like a tough like, period of time because it was like my whole world was like, Arsenal everyone knew me as Arsenal Arsenal I was even thinking not even just for myself I was thinking for like my family my friends like oh I've got a friend or I've got a son who's at Arsenal and then they're going to have to go and tell their people and they're like oh mm. he's not at Arsenal anymore like I was just thinking more of them as mm. well so that kind of hurt me as well and then that was just just so I had to like pick myself up like I, I spoke to my mum my dad to my friends they all just assured me like oh like regardless of that like you if you weren't good you wouldn't have been at Arsenal for this long and that was all sort of the confidence I needed like regardless of what they said I knew and they knew that I was still a good player and I was just thankful that I was able to get to another club go on trials and they were able to see it as well 100% man do you know what I wanted to ask you Nath was like in terms of your parents would you say that they're more modern in their thinking <laughs> right because like you're saying that from young your your parents were heavily involved your dad was was, was heavily involved and, and advising you and whatnot. but yeah. we know Typically, it's always education. You, need to, you yeah. must go to school, you yeah. must learn your books, you must do your thing. Yeah. So, 
like how how was that like particularly with like GCSEs and stuff like that were they very much like you're gonna do this but you need to make sure you do this yeah. as well like what, how, what so was like, that dynamic? for me like obviously when I was growing up I didn't hear any of that noise the parent like my parents were getting from like because obviously like we went to church like mm. it's always in church people always have stuff to say <laughs> like, oh, why, is, why is he not in church why, why, is, he, why is he missing Sunday <laughs> that is real you know because my dad had to take me so he was missing services as well so okay. they were like oh like you're doing this for your son blah 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 and he was just like oh like he, it, he was like it will pay off in the long run and obviously my mum knew as well like regardless of my dad not doing that she would be able to do it for me my dad mm. was like alright it's fine like I'll go mm. I'll go take him so they, I wouldn't say they were like typical AF parents but then at the same time it was like when I had to focus on school, like they were, they were like, if you're gonna be good at football, if you're gonna play, and this is what you want, regardless of the future, you need to have something to fall back on, regardless of whether you make it or not. So, how how did you manage that? Because I've spoken to young players, and they're saying, "Oh, my parents, they want me to go to school. They don't want me to play football at all until I finish my school." So, how yeah. did you manage that dynamic? I think I just I just had to like work hard in school, and well. I didn't really work hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I just got to play the game with them. Like, I was like, oh, like, I'll just come home, do my homework. That will be fine. But then when I'm in school, I say I'm listening and focusing. Like, I'll take it in, but like, I'll still be a bit like disruptive, mm. <laughs> not focusing. Because I knew that, I, I knew like I was always going to be a footballer. That's so, when, but when did you know that though? Because you told us from a very young age you were playing yeah. for the fun of it. Probably, so, when did you get that realization that, you know what, Whew, I've got something like, here? Probably like under 14s, because like that's when. Like you start to see like oh people getting scholars people getting professional contracts and obviously Arsenal were always like pushing players up trying to give people chances and like if you look at Jack Wilshere like he was young when he was playing mm. and then when I got to like 14 I was thinking well we all probably started thinking like oh like why can't me be the next mm. ones to do it and that's when it sort of hit me is like oh like I'm at Arsenal like I'm this is like, I can watch Premier League games like I see these players or you go and train you get like best one of the best training grounds mm. like best coaching so I was just like, why, like, why should I not focus on it? Like, like, that's when it sort of like everything just clicked, and I was like, yeah, like this is what I want to do. Mm. This is what I want to be. Sort of thing. And and through like all the years of your development up until this point in time, have you always been a winger slash wide forward, or has your position changed as you've de- yeah. grown and developed and so on and so forth? Like, where do yeah. you start off as that or? Nah, it was weird. Like, I feel like the first thing I can remember me playing football was just being a defender, like a centre back. <laughs> <Center-back. laughs> it was weird because like, everyone's the same height. Yeah, no, yeah. no one really wanted to hit the mm. ball, so it was all on all on the floor. Mm. And then I don't know. It's just like one session. I just ran, like, just ran with the ball, and like, I was just that much faster than everyone. And they're like, "Oh, like, this is something we can work on." This is like seven years old, and I was mm. playing Sunday league. Then they were like, "Oh, like, let's try as a striker." Then I just started scoring and scoring just because. <laughs> Regardless of doing any skills, I'll just kick it and run. <laughs> <laughs> put it into the box or shoot. And then, obviously, started off as a striker, went to Arsenal as a striker. Then I moved to the... When we started playing 11 aside, I moved to right wing, left wing. Then there was a period of time I was playing, like, fullback. So I played right back about under, for like most of my under-15 season. Okay. And a bit of under-16s. And then when I was a scholar, obviously, I played across the front, right, left... And then they also played me right back and left back. Like, there was a tournament we went Mad. to. I played left back the whole tournament. And usually, like, I knew I was an attacker, but I was like, if I've got other players younger than me who are perhaps better than me at their position, it's like, 
just think of the team. Like, and we won the tournament as well. And I, I felt like I played well at left back. And yeah. that, that was a surprise because I, I can't take throw ins. <laughs> but now, like, I think it's all helped me up to now. Like, it just mm. helps how, how I think and, like, when I'm on the ball, even like when I'm trying to get into positions to help my teammates. It's yeah. just like a quick little thought back to like, yeah, like if I was a left back, I did my wide player here, I did my striker to be here. So, so yeah, yeah, it helps. And now, do you have a favoured position? Or are you, are you comfy anywhere in that front three? You can, you can do your just, thing. I just want to be on the pitch. Like, I hear that. I'm not, I'm not going to be one of the players who's like, I can only play one position or this is my favourite mm. position. I just want to play where where the team see I can play and be most effective. Mm. So I'm not going to sit and be like, oh, like, play me as a striker, play me as a striker when I can play right, I can play left, I've played 10. Mm. If I needed to do a job at fullback, I could. I wouldn't want to, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But nah, it's, it's all good. Like I don't, I don't really mind where I play, to be honest. So in between that period of when you left Arsenal and signed for Southampton, like, I understand that you went for some trials with some clubs. Yeah. So how was that experience? It was weird because obviously like you just know Arsenal, so like you know all the boys. Like we'd grown up together from like nine to like seventeen, eighteen. Then obviously when I was told, I knew I was gonna have to start looking at clubs and trying to go on trials play at places. So initially, the first place I went to was was Reading, and I was there for like two weeks. It was like a two week trial period, and the first week I felt like it was good. Like I was doing well, et cetera, et cetera. Like coaches were giving me good feedback. My agent was telling me like they're, they're liking you. Mm. And then I don't know, the second week, it just sort of like, all went backwards. Like I just sort of went back into my shell. Mm. Like I wasn't confident. I wasn't showing the confidence I was showing in the first week. So I was a bit like, oh, like I knew it myself. Like I felt towards like the end of the week, I was like, I'm not going to get off of it. And it was like, I wasn't, I kind of was used to that, not rejection, but like being told. So I kind of knew how to take it. So then at the end of that week, they were like, oh, like, we're not going to offer you. And I was like, oh, okay, like, all right, back to square one, like, go looking around. Mm. And that was on a Friday, they told me. And then I went home Saturday, obviously told my family, my friends, like, oh, I'm not going to go. Reading, like, they just weren't interested in me. Then Sunday, I was in church. <laughs> Did they yeah. give you that special <laughs> prayer? <Yeah. laughs> my phone just, <laughs> that offering in that offering bag. <laughs> <laughs> my, phone just, my phone just kept buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. Then anyway, like the session, the service finished. Went outside. My agent was like, "Oh, we've got you a trial at Norwich, but you, it's okay. going to be for Monday, so you sort of got to go to that." So it's like, "All right, cool." Told my parents like, "We got to all go to Norwich, pack my stuff, pack my boots, etc." Went to Norwich. Mm. Then I was there for like a week, and that was a good week. Like I felt like I really. That's when I sort of found myself again. Mm. I was playing good football. The team helped me a lot, and I knew a few of the players who was there anyway. So that helped it me helps, a lot. I yeah. just felt comfortable going into there straight away. And then at the end of the week. We played against Reading, which was, which was which was like a weird one. Mm. And then I scored. Hey, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> that's the best thing ever. And like, I celebrated. I was thinking, why am I celebrating? Like, it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. my team. Like, they could just say, "Oh, we don't want you," and it's like a waste of a celebration. Yeah. But I was like, nah. Like, obviously they said no. Like, we don't want you. And then I've gone and played and scored mm. against them. So that was happy. I was like, happy. It was like a relief for me. So a moment, like I, I told you so. Mm. Sort of and then obviously played that game, and then I went back to Arsenal just to like, just do fitness because I hadn't heard anything back from anyone so I went back to Arsenal for a couple of days and then I think it was uh, Wednesday morning my dad called me and was like oh you're going to go to Southampton today because they got a game for, no it was a Tuesday so mm. Tuesday like you're going to go to Southampton today train on Tuesday play on Wednesday so I was like alright cool so he picked me up from my digs drove down the M25 M3 got to Southampton just walked in and I was just like wow like I'd never I didn't know because obviously they weren't as like an Arsenal yeah, 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 yeah. but their training ground was crazy like the first, my first thought was like wow this place is a joke 
And then Sweet. went in, obviously trained, met the boys, did a session with them, went back to the hotel, went the next day, played the game against Brighton, played quite well. And then like, they were like, oh, we want you to come back again for another another trial match. Um, I think it was at the weekend, it was against Brighton again. So I went home, don't know why, we went home. <laughs> back on the Friday. Came back on the Friday, literally did the same thing, trained, went in on the Friday, then woke up in the morning Saturday, went, played the game against Brighton again, played well, I think I even played better that game. Mm. And then after that game, um, I think it was the head of recruitment, or the head of something, who like makes the decisions. He was like, after the game, like go to, come up to the top of the, where the offices are. And that's like a long walk. So like, I was, in my head, I was already thinking the worst. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, like oh, I don't want to hear this again. Mm. Like, I know you've got other players who are here and I don't know, like, I just don't want to hear the rejection again. Mm. Then went up. He just asked me like, "How are you finding it?" I was like, "I like it. Like, obviously the two games, the two, two training sessions I've done, I, I've enjoyed it and I've liked it here." Then he was like, "Yeah, we like the look of you. That like, we want to offer you contracts, a two-year, two-year pro, um, yeah, two-year pro." So it was like, I was, I was just happy. I was like thankful. Like, mm. told my, my dad was there. Then told my mom in the car. I'm like. <laughs> Just that app screen. Yeah. <laughs> Did they just go and give testimony in church <laughs> on Sunday after that? <laughs> no, we were, we were quite good at that point. We just told everyone to like keep it quiet. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, ever, obviously, everyone knew I was at Arsenal. I was at Arsenal. They didn't need to know that. Oh, like he went mm. Reading, he went Norwich, he's gone Southampton. Mm. Like, we were just like, when we've got something concrete on the table and he signed it, then we'll tell like we'll tell him. Mm. And then obviously, I signed in like March, and obviously it got announced on like their Twitter page then. I was like 2017 and then obviously like everyone was like, oh, like well done blah 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 mm. and in my head I was like yeah like I'm happy like I've got somewhere I can just settle down and mm. work and, and play and then yeah towards the end of that season just played 23s a bit played 18s and yeah ended the season well like I'll say like from how it started that year to May being released not being told I'm good enough at Reading not hearing anything back from Norwich and then signing for Southampton I was like yeah like the season couldn't really have Mm. Want any better to be honest? So yeah. So, so so what did you have to do to take that next step? Because we see so many players they play youth football under twenty threes. But how do you take that next step to break into the first team? Um, you know it was I it was I got injured. That's what I think helped me the most. If anything, like, I I tore my ACL uh, yeah. when I was mm. in two thousand nineteen. Mm. Like, I was playing really good football at that time. Like I felt like I was playing well. Like I felt confident, etc. And then obviously I tore my ACL and like everything just came crashing down. Like I was like, I didn't think I was going to play again. Mm. Like everything, all the negative thoughts about the injury was just coming into my head. Then once obviously like I started doing all my rehab, I was just like, I need to change my mindset and how I think about any, everything that like, can't just... So did the club help you in that aspect? Yeah, they well? were really good with okay. that. They were like, they did like their rehab stuff. They were just like, obviously they're always talking to me. They had a psychologist who was just always giving me like confidence and giving me just feedback about how like my rehab was going like I was I still got a good relationship with her, with her now so she helped me a lot and then obviously once I got back onto the pitch the mental side once I just overcame that barrier of I'm not going to do it again or I'm not going to hurt myself again by doing mm. the same movement which got me injured it was like now I can just focus and do the game and like just play and get back and hopefully get into the team yeah, so how big has Roddy Jardy been in your development as well because he's someone that <laughs> you know a towering centre-back yeah. and you seem to have a great relationship with him in the under 23s like he utilises you yeah. up front win back you've played in many different positions yeah he's been good he helped me a lot like obviously 
He's he's aff as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, as much as he wanted to take him seriously, there was times I was just like smile, like laugh at myself because like he mispronounced something. <laughs> nah, he was good. Like he he really like helped me. Like there was a time when I was just like I wasn't happy like with football. Like I wasn't playing twenty threes. Like I wasn't in the squads. I wasn't I was on the bench. Wasn't coming on. And, like I just said to him like, what do I need to do? Like I'm gonna be real. Like what do I need to do? Like if I'm not playing and I want to play. If I feel like people in my position aren't impacting the game, say I would, what do I need to do so I can take their place? Then he just literally sat me down and said, you need to do three things. And I just did it. I just tried what to were those it. three things, if you just, don't mind me asking? It was more like just working hard. Like, mm. As much as I say like I work hard now, there was a point where was like I would run forward and I just wouldn't track back. Then he was like, end product, like definitely end product. And then he's just like, just have a bit more like, to your game. Like he was quite, I was quite one-dimensional at that time. Mm. So he was like, just try it. I don't care if you make a mistake in training, you could give the ball away like 20 times in training. As long as you're trying something new in the right areas, do it. And then tried, did those three things and it worked. And that's when I got back into the team and started playing and then picked up the injury, which set me back, but came back and I was still doing the same things and it helped. It helped me a lot. Mm. That's dope though. Like the fact that you're, like your perspective changing, the way that you see it is, is, is a very like positive thing. Like, yeah. Because we've seen so many players get ACL injuries and they're never the same again. Like they use, they lose at half a yard. Mm. They're not, do you know what I mean, as rapid or, or or can change direction as quickly. So the fact that you still manage to maintain that, man, it's testament to your hard work, but obviously as well, um, the club like mm, yeah. and, and the physios and so on and so forth. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I wanted to ask you, Nath, like taking it back a, a bit, back to the times that you were on trial at different clubs. What the... Um, like what the environment is like when you're when you're going for a trial so like Norwich was was one case in point because you had like people that you knew there it was it was a bit more of a friendly like environment or what like you felt a bit more comfortable yeah. but like when you're going to trial at a place where you've not you don't know anyone or you you know you're not very comfortable like how, how, is it is it difficult like what what are the lads there like is it p- people that are playing in your position are they like kind of like oh this guy's trying to come for yeah, for my yeah. space in the team like what, what's that like no the thing which helped me i think at the time there was like there was like three or four of us who came on trial mm. at the same time so we obviously like obviously you know like when you're at football you've got like your group yeah yeah, yeah by default yeah. we were all just our group mm. like we would just like all be together and then once like we got to training and be with the boys then they sort of like like oh like obviously we're like we're good players like they knew I was at Arsenal and I can't remember where the other boys were from I think yeah that Arsenal good. stuff gives you clout yeah, when you yeah, go yeah. around but then some people can start like thinking like oh who's this guy that like, he's come from Arsenal do you think he's just gonna walk yeah. into the team like, do you know what like, I mean yeah like, I feel like it was 50-50 like some mm. were like oh like yeah he's at Arsenal blah 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 like you know you can do this you can do that mm. but some was like come from Arsenal he's coming here like he's taking my spot like, mm. I'm gonna show that I'm better than him and in my head as well at the time I was kind of like I'm coming from Arsenal I can I should be playing like, yeah, yeah regardless yeah. so I think yeah that obviously having that group of childless all helped yeah, once yeah, you got yeah, onto yeah. the pitch like obviously because I was there for two weeks I was lucky I was able to like build a relationship with the boys become like friends with them talk mm. to them and, and like, just yeah like, it, it didn't really affect me much but obviously I feel like there was that thing in the back of my head that I was yeah, like oh yeah. like these not think oh I'm <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so like, talk us through that moment where you're in the under 23s for Southampton and you're breaking into the first team. Like, what was that sort of process like? Was Ralph Hassenhut all coming to watch the training sessions or was Radi Jardi giving feedback saying, you know what, this boy, he's ready. He's ready to go. How was it? Um, 
it was because obviously it was after lockdown. So like when we first went back, so obviously all the first team went back. Like, and obviously how it was is like there's two pitches side by side. So like all the first team were training like on the left and we were on the right. And then I was, it was like five of us who came back. And then they were all, we were all training by ourselves, like a group of five. And the first team were training there on the left. Then I think, I can't remember who got injured, but someone got injured the day before like the in-house game. So it's just like Southampton against Southampton. Mm. And then they were just like, oh, like, we need you to come over and train, like, playing the game tomorrow. So I was like, all right, like, I didn't really have a choice. But <laughs> obviously, it's first yeah. team. I want to play and show myself. And then obviously, went and played the game, played quite well. I felt like for, that was like what, the third time I trained first team since I came back from my injury. So I just went there, felt like I trained well, did well, and then went away, came back for the weekend. And then they were like, oh, like, the manager was really happy with you. Like, the assistant came up to me and was like, oh, the manager was really happy with you. Like, you're going to be staying with us for, like, the foreseeable future unless anything changes. But you're, you're doing well. Like, the manager was happy with what you did. So then I just kept training with the first team for a bit. And then we had a friendly against Bristol City, I think. Um, that was, like, the last the week before the season started back again. Then I played in that and I played well again. And then obviously had that week of training and then it was like there's going to be two players like two of the 23s boys need to come in our track seats because we could like it's going to be between me and someone else who's going to get picked okay. and then I trained in the first team in the morning then as I was going down to get my stuff they were like have you got your track seat I was like yeah they're like oh, cool you're, you're coming like, you're coming you're going to Norwich and I didn't I didn't tell any of my friends like I was like I'm going to surprise everyone obviously I told my dad I told my agent and then mm. people asking me like are you on the bench I was like I don't know Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like they took extra players I don't know then obviously when I found out I was actually on the bench I then just told everyone mm. my snaps like, <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course of course of course then, got to be done like, that, that, then I was like I'm just happy I'm even here like if I'm mm. looking back to where I was in January I still hadn't trained with the team fully in January played my first game in February lockdown and then now I'm on the bench with the first team as so I was looking at it mm. and then I didn't even expect to come on 1-0 I was like Tight 2 0. Started to like rub my hands. Like, yeah, this could be, be my chance. And when I got to 3 0, I was like, oh, please bring me on. Bring me on. <laughs> then got to like what the 80th minute and I still hadn't come on. I was like, oh, I don't think today's going to be the day. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, just put your shin pads on, like, be ready just in case. So mm-hmm. I just went down the touchline and started doing all my sprints. Then I just had them. So, no one told you to do that. You nah, just what? Let me I just. Like, yeah, like just look. Just, yeah, yeah. Because you can make five subs. You can catch the manager's eye. You can make five subs. I was like, yeah, like if I'm going to be the third sub, then yeah, like, I want it to be me. Then I just heard the manager just go, Nif, like, and called me over. And then I was just like smiling. What, trying to like take yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I must have just did like a massive smile. And then like, Straight face back, like focus. Yeah. Got the game to do, regardless of winning. I still want to try and help the team mm-hmm. again. Then came on, what five minutes? Yeah, just couldn't stop smiling. Like once I got on, got off the pitch. Was you nervous? Like, did you feel like nah. my butterflies or anything? Like, raw nah, I'm about to. There's no fans. Like, yeah. I felt like how I'd make my debut. I thought like there'd be fans like, mm. cheering or booing or screaming. Who? Like when I'm coming on, yeah. I didn't hear have any of that. I was just like, oh, like I'm gonna play my gate. Like play make my debut like this is it like, I'm just happy I'm like we're freeing the lops I didn't mm. think like I needed to come on and do anything extravagant like, mm. just come on do what I do if I need to sprint I'm going to show everyone I'm fast if I need to do a skill do a skill win a foul if I need to like, yeah that's literally just how I went mm. into the game 
talk to us about Ralph Hassan Huttle. Um, mm. We spoke to Tyler Roberts, um, and he was like, Marcelo Bielsa has changed the way they live. Yeah. I get the feeling your manager is similar. How is he behind the scenes? He's good. Like he he helps a lot. Like I remember one instance he spoke to me about just me doing something in a training session. And he got a video of it. One of the analysts guys came and showed it to me, and then I went and did it, and it worked. So like he's very Ooh. like he's a tactician. Like he knows what he wants to do, and he's very clear with like his instructions. Like you never really feel confused. You just know like if he wants this to be done like the way we press everyone knows how we press mm. like, there's so much like so much emphasis on how we press and we all know the press like if you get out of the press like you've done well but when we press in training it's so intense like we all know how to to press the way the manager wants to press and it just helps like he's so switched on with that and how we play like short switches everything is mm. it's good like he knows he really knows what what will help the team what will help help us win and how important are players like you know James Ward-Prowse who I adore from a distance yeah. Danny Ings banging in the goals left right and centre how important have those players been for you they've been good like they've been really good like when I first obviously got into the team after um, lockdown because like, Ward-Prowse has come through the academy like he knows mm. what it's like he knows all the steps maximised everything yeah. Yeah. so like he was really helpful he was just telling me like if there's anything like you need like just go to him like be a, be confident he was, he was a very good captain he's a very good captain mm. he just gives everyone that confidence very unlucky not to make the England squad as well 100% that was, yeah, man. Tough, real man. rags to riches story almost made it but yeah mm. but yeah he was really really helpful like just getting me just to become more confident and get out of my shell mm. and then Jack Stevens as well helped me a lot mm. the centre back yeah really mm. like, he'd always give me confidence like, he'd be hard on me when I like make a mistake but then when I do something good like he'd tell me like yeah. really good really good like everyone but they're the two I'd say at this, when I first got into the team who like helped me the most and like sort of like took me in and were like oh like you're mm. part of us now like oh, show, yeah. show yourself like don't be nervous you're here for a reason mm. just go go out and show it like show what we show what we see to, to everyone else and in, like in, in training and stuff was there or is there any players that surprised you in terms of just like the way that they are, for example, like people that you would fit, you 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 wouldn't necessarily think are leadership figures or people that would be vocal, but actually are, or mm. or vice versa. You know, well, I think everyone's quite like. I feel like we've got a lot of leaders in our team, which helps mm. which helps the young players. Like there was a point that like, it was majority young players like in the squad or starting like the Man United game. There were so many young players on the bench, so like obviously they know like how to sort of take us in, speak mm. to us all like whether they're English, like Europeans, mm. South South American, wherever they're from, African, they all knew how to like talk to us and like get us motivated. And that that helped everyone mm. when we made made our uh, debuts and made our chances to, to play. Mm. Yeah, you said that someone you looked up to growing up, Omri Theo Walcott. So he's your idol. So playing with him, being in and around him, yeah. how has that experience been? Because you were watching him on TV... And all of a sudden, now you're in the dressing room with him. So how was that experience? It was, it was crazy. Like for me, it was crazy. Like I was saying, I was saying it to my parents. I was like, oh, I think um, Walcott's coming. I think Walcott's coming. And they, my, my dad was just like, like, you're here, you're here now. You're playing. Don't be starstruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, you don't want to be starstruck, and then that takes you out of the contention for the team. Mm. So like that really helped. That like, sort of helped me focus. And obviously, when he came in, obviously you just know like he was, he's at Arsenal. He's played for England. He's done a lot in the game. Mm. So just by him being there, I think it helped me as well. And then once I started playing, like he would give me feedback on what wow. I sh- could do, what I should have done, what I did well. Like he, he was really good. Like he just spoke to me and just helped me. And then 
obviously now like I'm playing with him I'm just happy mm. I was able to assist him like that, that. do you know what I needed to ask you this question yeah I needed you to talk to us about the, the free one right yeah because in so you assisted him in that game it was against Fulham innit at yeah. home yeah and then you scored your first Premier League goal in that thing, yeah. yeah, in that same game. And I remember like seeing you celebrate. The first thing you did was look to over to, at the linesman to, to see if it was <laughs> if it was sad. I remember, I remember your interview after the game. I was like, "You're moving shy." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You're moving shy." That's the first, that was the first live interview I've done. Like, I was scared I'd stutter and I'd go on hmm. Twitter, and then I saw how that difficult goal. is that? You don't want to become a meme, <laughs> yeah, innit? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, if yeah. I stutter, I say something mad. They're gonna be like, "Oh." oh. They'll just yeah, make, yeah, make the yeah, caption yeah, on there. Yeah, I'll just have yeah, to like bear it and yeah. laugh, but I don't want to be embarrassed like that. Yeah. But it's weird. Like you don't really prepare for it. like we have we have like a media person, Jonathan, he like sort of tells you what they're gonna ask, but mm. with that one it was pretty straightforward. Like mm. they were just gonna ask, how's it feel to score? How's it feel to assist? How's it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And even still I was like, Yeah, it's good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to say, but Because in the game it's like you was feeling yourself. Like the the way that you assisted, obviously the, the back heel and that, I was thinking, okay, this guy, you know what I mean? He's, he's got a bit about him, you know what I mean? Like, so I've tried, I've tried that back heel so many times. And sometimes it will hit my other foot, sometimes it will, it will just go anywhere, but I'm just happy it came off. Yeah, yeah. Came off that game, but nah, it was, it was a good game anyway. Like, I was happy and the fact I scored as well. You wish there was, there was fans in it to, to really. <laughs> no, I, I wish my parents were there. I would have mm. just pointed to them because like, obviously they'd see me from what young playing mm. football, the highs of being at Arsenal, the lows of getting released, not being offered at Reading, not hearing anything from Norwich, and then signing at Ars- um, Southampton. Like I would have just gone like, pointed to them because like, they were the ones. Mm. Who Your dad must be proud. Like I mean, we see millions of parents taking their mm. kids up and down the land, pursuing that footballing yeah. dream. You know, he must have spent. You know, thousands on petrol, going <laughs> to Southampton, going to Norwich, going to all these places. So, how has he been like seeing you break through into the first team and was, living your dream? Yeah, I was even speaking to him about it today, like um, just about the Fulham game because he, he had to look after my grandma, so he could he didn't see the goal. Like, he just got an alert on his phone, oh, like oh, substitution, tell it on. One minute later, tell it scores. He was like, oh, like, why did I miss this game? Mm. Oh, this game I didn't want to miss, and he missed it. And then like. He's, but yeah, he's just been like, help, he's helped me so much like, mm. throughout everything, like driving me there. My mum as well, like, even though my mum wasn't driving like, me to places, she would always come, always support me, always give me the right, mm. right feedback, always, just always help me. Even my sister, like the little she knew about me, <laughs> like, she, she, yeah, she would just say like the, the little comments, which I know what you're trying to say, but it might not sound right, but I know what you're trying to, what you're trying to get into. So... Nah, they're all that's dope, man. Nate, you know what's mad? I don't think I've asked a footballer this. So you score your first goal, yeah? After the game, yeah. grab your phone. <laughs> what is your phone saying? Is it blowing up? Uh, Have you got your Twitter notifications on? Insta? Nah, Whoa. <laughs> I turned, nah, do you know what it was? It was weird. I turned off my notifications the night before because I was just getting distracted. Like I was just, every time something would come up, I just turned it off. Mm. Then I forgot that like, I turned it off. So I went on my phone. I saw no, I saw like nothing. Like no one had snapped me. Nothing on Twitter, nothing on Instagram. I was thinking, rah, like, mm, they don't watch mm. the game. Then I, <laughs> <laughs> then, I clicked, then I clicked on it. Then I must have seen, like, oh, like, 100 plus notifications on Instagram, DM mm. requests, went on Twitter, saw loads on Twitter, Snapchat, everyone just tagging me, saying, well done. And, like, I asked my friend, like, I just put, like, a funny video on, like, just because just I was happy. Like, yeah, I just put yeah, something yeah. silly, which didn't make sense, but obviously he knew, like, what it would mean. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah, go yeah. on my phone. Just literally left it, it like that. It? But 
So you didn't, did you, did you take any time to read through all the comments and stuff? Or was it just too many for you to be able to sift through? It was, no, it was, it was weird. Like I would read it, but then a lot of them were quite repetitive. I didn't want to be like, oh, like I've just read it and ignored it. So I'll try and Uh, reply to everyone's and like, even like the day after Mm. I might not have seen it. I'd still go and obviously reply and just Mm. be like, oh, sorry, like I didn't see this. Mm. And like, just like still obviously reply. Like I don't want people to think like, oh, he's got that one goal now. He's changed. Mm. That's sick. That's sick. Just try to stay. If I how would be if I scored for the twenty threes or if I scored for the eighteen, mm-hmm. I want to still keep that same like energy, level, yeah, yeah. Like, towards everyone. So, so yeah, now that you've broken through the door, like everyone knows you, Nathan Taylor, Southampton, <laughs> like what's next? How do you set those next, you know, targets? Because I'm sure in the under twenty threes, playing your first team debut or making an appearance for Southampton, that was the goal. Yeah. So now, how do you keep that sort of thing going? I just for me it's just more like just just doing the basics for me so it's like what got me into that first team is like working hard trying to impact games and I just want to just continue to do that like regardless of what I do on the ball I want to be able to work hard help my teammates so like if I'm not having the best game my hard work could allow someone else to have a better game so mm. I just I just want to keep that like I don't want to be like a individual player like I want to be a very like, team player mm. so even if I don't get all the accolades or anything like my <laughs> yeah, team if we yeah, win yeah, like I'm bits. part of the team so we're yeah. together, mm. we together so like, I'd, I'd rather like help others as well but obviously for myself it's just like obviously do the right things like mm. in, inside football out off the pitch like just right lifestyle right everything and obviously I've got the goals which I've, I've set myself like how many goals I score assist how many games I play mm. I just I literally just think if I can do the first things like the hard work stuff first then I think everything else is sort of fall into place when I look at players I look at Cristiano Ronaldo as the benchmark yeah. at a young age he was employing chefs you know masseuses trying to get the most out of his career trying to maximise it yeah. are there things that you're doing behind the scenes to make sure you stay at the top for as long as possible no not at the moment no okay. like, I, I, I just sort of go training do my like, pre-training stuff mm. do the gym sessions go home but obviously when I go home I literally just go home and like I switch off I don't try to do anything which will make me exert more energy like mm. I just try and chill because obviously training's tough like we're going to go back in pre-season I know it's going to be tough mm. there's no point in me having a hard session and then going out and doing something which will take more energy mm. I'd rather just stay home and just chill like that's that's a good form of recovery anyway like yeah. just not doing anything yeah relaxing so I'll just, just do that like that's helped me up to now so I don't mm. think I need to change it but if there's anything else I can do obviously look into it and start taking the right steps into going out and doing it 100% I wanted to ask as well Nate like what's what's um, what's training like like is is James Ward-Prowse just slapping uh, crossbars for fun like every training session what's like what's it what's it like it's good like training training I feel like training's always been good like we always we always take something from the training it's mm. always hard like we know it's going to be hard because like we know that if it's hard in training it's going to be not as hard in the game mm. so we're like we all buy into it we all want to obviously work hard train hard do everything but it's fun like you can obviously have a laugh you can have a joke in training, mm. but obviously we all know like it's, it's still serious that like, like, you just want to go out and obviously with your friends like you see them mm. all in your family so you're going to build a relationship with them so you're going to obviously laugh with them joke with them but it's all good like yeah, we yeah, all know yeah. how to like get in, get under each other's skin yeah, 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 yeah. so is the dressing room clown <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a few um, the one who like 
always makes me laugh like with Outfell and Musa Janepa yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, rapid as well yeah, man yeah, yeah. Just, like, he's just always happy like he's always smiling I can imagine he's, like, always dancing like he, he literally like I've never not seen him happy like I've had an argument with him once and like even when I was arguing with him was I, was, I, was, I was laughing I was laughing <laughs> like, no, but he was angry at me but I was like laughing because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't take you seriously bro but and obviously I still respect him and yeah 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 nah, I'll say does, he, does he have the speaker in the, in the dressing room who's banging the tunes in the dressing room um Nah, he bangs it. He bangs him in the gym because like we do gym in two groups. Okay, he plays it in the gym, but in the changing room before games, I feel like someone just ha- has a phone. Like just any, mm-hmm. I don't know who it is. Maybe like one of the staff. Okay, SSC coach. He just puts his phone there and just like, has a playlist and mm. you don't really change room. Okay, he, he's got the best stress sense in the in the. He's a gypius. I've seen a few of your Insta clips. I'm looking sharp, man. I'm looking I'm sharp. Trying, I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, the, the best dressed. I've got to pick between three. Okay. I have a feeling Che Adams. He's he's good. I wouldn't say he's the best, but yeah. he, he, dresses, like, he, he dresses well. Like, mm. He's training. He doesn't yeah, try. But yeah, yeah. I'll say Michael Buffemi. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Carl Walker Peters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he looks like that guy still. <laughs> he looks like that guy still. <laughs> and um, Nathan Redman. Okay. Those, those three will dress really okay. well. Okay. That's interesting still. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you have thought it would be? Not Nathan Redman. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But Carl Walker Peters definitely. I, I, yeah, I just got, got a feeling. Yeah, Bertrand in it. as well. I thought. I would have thought yeah, 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 Bertrand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one was just like this one was just like very comfy. Like you just see him in a tracksuit. Okay, <laughs> easy, easy. It would be a nice tracksuit. You might not know what it is, but it's it's nice. Like it would look mm. good on him. Mm. So another thing I wanted to discuss was your international future. You're yeah. Obviously, of Nigerian descent, you also qualify for England as well. Where's your head at now with that? I've not thought about it, you know. Like I've not mm. obviously like people say like oh like my friends ask me like who do you want to play for? I I just don't I don't know. Like I just want to just play Southampton. Yeah. See mm. how far that takes me mm. and, and if England call me, if Nigeria call me, it'll be a, something I have to think about in the future. But mm. like now I just literally just wanna focus on Southampton and like be that and then mm. whatever comes from that will come from it. But I'm just I'm literally just taking like, yeah, step yeah, by one step, step at a time. Like, you know, we we didn't ask we well, we haven't asked you a bit. Um, obviously, we speak we've spoken about your game and and on on the field, but off the field, and before we were talking, and you were saying like sometimes when you're um not playing, you just want to switch yeah. off completely and yeah. and and whatnot. So like, what are your interests away from football? When you're not playing football, you're not watching games, you're not studying and whatnot. Like, what do you do in your in your spare time? Um, I'll play like I'll play my PS Five, mm. just play with my boys, or I'll just be on Facetime. Like, just with my boys as well. Okay. Like, Cracking just, jokes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I tried reading for a bit. It's not for you. Uh, the words, it's not <laughs> assimilating. No, that's I, not you know, I've read, I've read um, Kobe Bryant's book, Man okay. Mentality. Okay. That's, that's the last book I've read and that helped me a lot. Mm. Uh, I actually took stuff from it because there's pictures as well. Like, it's just easy yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. Easy, easy to, to digest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I literally just, I'll play my PS5, I'll just be talking to my boys. Mm. Like, nothing. I don't, I would say I, like, I'm quite boring outside of football to be honest sometimes it's a good thing man you stay out of trouble yeah, you get me yeah, yeah. you know I'm stay in your man. corner of course the, the, the things even will start <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a it's, it's that's a another distraction that's, that's another distraction bro you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to navigate that yeah, you get me yeah, there's a few stories but <laughs> that's what off air still that's what off air we're in chat about that answer but no man what, what's next man what's next for you because obviously pre-season is going to start soon we want you to have a big season what's next for Nathan Teller just just hit the ground running like mm. sort of pick up where I left off like 
I felt like I ended the season well. Mm. Obviously, didn't finish in the position we'd like to in the team. But like I was starting to play games, I was starting to come on, I was starting more. Mm. And I sort of want that same like impact. I want to be starting games, I want to be coming on in games like more often than not. Mm. So just, just like that, I want to score more, assist more. Yeah, like they're the main things which I'll say. 100. That's what, what I want to do. But mainly just hit the ground running and come back fit, fitter mm. than I left. And yeah, just just go from there. Quick fire. Yeah, yeah, like so we obviously spoke about distractions and stuff and we had yeah. a podcast with Michael Richards and he was saying that when he was getting big, obviously we have friends and they'll obviously tell you what you want to hear kind of thing because yeah. he's that star of the group. He's buying the tables, <laughs> popping the bottles and stuff. So at a young age, how do you go about like choosing your friendship circle, making sure it's tight and there's not yeah. people that are going to sort of like lead you astray? You know, I, I feel like I've been quite lucky. Like all my friends I've been friends with since I was like five, six. Okay. So like we've all grown up together, all gone to the Day same ones. school together. Mm. So like they knew me before I played football, when I was at Arsenal, all those trials, Southampton, like they've seen me when I was like low. Mm. They've seen me now like I'm I'm in a better position. And mm. they they like they literally look at me the same. I look at them the same. I don't they don't expect nothing. Mm. Like, I might do something for them, but they won't be like, Oh, like you're a Premier League footballer, you should mm. be played in the Prem, like you should be doing this, you should be like buying us tables. Like they're just like, if you don't want to go out, like we're not gonna force you to go out. Like if you if you want to just go in Nando's mm, like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could pay for my own meal yeah like, yeah yeah like, they don't care like, and that's that's what I think help, like, it's helped me a lot like I've literally not like, no as much as I'm like I feel like I'm open like I'll talk to new people it's very t- like tough to to get into our circle like I might like you but if they like mm. they're not they're not <laughs> he looks serious man he looks <laughs> <laughs> he looks yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, one yeah, to say yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, the still, that's the policeman that's the policeman that's the policeman if he likes yeah, you yeah. then you'll be fine so you can see him analysing that film yeah I remember I'm walking to the studio nah but but honestly I love your journey you know leaving Arsenal people like Josh De Silva who's just been promoted to yeah. the Premier League left Arsenal went to Brentford and now is a Premier League player mm-hmm. man so I think we're just going to round up with a quick fire you know question each mm. and cool. then we'll just let you go so Boyd you want to kick it off my question is the question I always have to ask right two part question Okay. part A you're going out to a function with your boys or whatever you're stepping out what kicks are you wearing if you're going out to a function or an event part B what is the most played song on your playlist right now? <laughs> if I go to a function, I'll probably just wear dunks. Like, okay. Just, like, Any particular colorway? Nah, that to me, I just like, if it goes in my outfit, I'll just okay, wear it. Okay, calm, calm, just calm. Just dunks. Like, I, I don't really like designer trainers like that. I'd rather spend that money and buy like two pairs of dunks. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. I agree. Calm. <laughs> and then the second question, what's my most played song? Um, yeah okay yeah 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 there's a few from that album I've been I've been banging still like okay. Solid Came and Saw mm-hmm. but that's like probably at the moment like my go to album yeah 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 yeah. I hear that I hear that I hear that <laughs> good choice man <laughs> best player that you've played against in the Premier League this season that's tough or, you, or the player that you learned the most from Mm, I like that spin. Um, so you watch them and you just think that's it. 
That's the level. It was here. I was up against. I say, um, who is it? I think I'm think I'm I'm gonna say like Carl Walker, like because obviously he's like, rapid. Just, yeah, he's too like, gone. I was man. up as a as a striker. Mm. Obviously, I don't I never really like listen to what the defenders say, but he was literally communicating to the whole back four, like telling them get up, like literally like making sure they're all in mm. line. Like it was just like and that made me as an attacker wow. like, want to get back into position quicker. But like him, he was just like always like telling them what to do, when to step up, and like they're all leaders in that back four. Mm. So he was like step up they'd all step up like they all knew but he was literally just so vocal about it and that made like there was times I was in an offside position I was tired I'd have to like sprint back into mm. an onside position makes it tough for me because then when they play in behind they're already higher yeah, they're going yeah, there yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. go forwards and back so they're always at, a, at an advantage mm. but I'll say him wow hmm um, so what's the toughest part of being a professional footballer um, toughest part Probably like just, just like the sacrifices. I think mm. like there's times where like my friends will obviously it's like as it's been lockdown, so we've not really been able to do it. But like before I was playing like with the first team, there'll be times when they'll be like, "Oh, like, let's go out. Like, we're going going to a club," and I'll be like, "I can't. Like I've got training mm. tomorrow." And like even in my head, I might be thinking, oh, "If I go for like an hour, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know said man we appreciate the fact that you made the journey to, to come down and, and have the chat with us man it's been good to chop it up with you we've obviously spoken about your you, like you on the pitch off the pitch yeah. your ambitions for the for, for the, the forthcoming season and I know everyone that's tuning into this is going to be is going to enjoy it but they're going to be what look, looking out for you man <laughs> next season we know we got, we got big things coming and, 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 and we know that you're going you're gonna to do well, man. So you've got our support. You know, we're fans of yours, man. We're, we're, we're behind you 100%. We want to see you tearing it up yeah. uh, in the Premier League this season, man. Now, as we said, man, love for coming on. Mm. When we reached out to you, when we called you, yeah. it was very simple to do, very... You know, mm. easy. We phone a lot of people, and you know, we're cut off <laughs> with you. It's like it's too easy, kind of thing. So that just shows the type of person you are, mm. man. So respect to you, bro. Yeah, I think I'm not, brother. Hundred percent, man. So we're gonna leave it there. We're gonna call it a day. Thank you very much for listening and up until this point and watching this on YouTube. Um, if you're not yet following us on Twitter, it's at podcast underscore TBG and on Instagram at pod underscore TBG. Sure ups. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, obviously, you can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify. Just search the Beautiful Game Podcast and also on YouTube. If you haven't yet, I don't know what you're playing at. Hit that subscribe button. You've got a few seconds to do it now. 
I'm gonna give you a few seconds. Just look, look down, look down, look down. <laughs> hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, sign up to all notifications so whenever we drop a new video, you're always the first to find out about it. And we're gonna leave it there. We're gonna catch you on the next episode. Until then, over and out. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.